Hello, Team NXT. Thank you for listening. This is CD, Danny Mac, bringing you episode 107 of that UFP show that is all about the NXT show, the Undisputed Future Podcast, the longest-running independently produced NXT podcast available. And boy, it is 2020, and I am finally back on track, baby, meaning... Last week, while just editing and listening to the show backwards, I realized just how chaotic and how out of sorts the theme was, but I hope you enjoyed the NXT conversation nonetheless, but a little bit more formal and a little bit more organized, as some of my longer-time listeners might know. When I do back-to-back-to-back weeks, or back-to-back-to-back-to-back weeks, with one of those being one of the formerly known NXT pre-show post-shows, which now seem to be dedicated to a kickoff match on the WWE Network with NXT being on live TV and so on and so forth. Anyway, getting back on track. Usually I cover each individual week in, you know, separate increments. Last week was just a cluster of everything that happened from Christmas till about mid, mid-July. Yeah, wishing, wishing Team NXT a happy new year mid-July. I hope that was acceptable, and once again, I hope your 2020 is off to the start that you have made it. Let's let's talk NXT. Let's get back on track here. January 22nd, great episode of NXT television. As as always, Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong, North American Championship, Dusty Rhodes Semi-Finals, so on, and so much more to discuss. But this week, with Worlds Collide being on Saturday... I came to my senses and I said, Self, you can't get the TNT app to work. The on-demand is only working on a phone at this point in time. How about we watch NXT UK talk about the 22nd edition of, well, January 22nd, the well-past number 22 edition of NXT TV, and January 23rd. So 122 and 123, or 22-1-23-1, shout out to all the UK, uh, date before the month, formalities on this edition and this coverage, episode 107. Worlds Collide, shaping up to be one hell of an event between NXT and NXT UK. Some very, very promising matches, even calling for the reunion of DIY, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa teaming again, Imperium. Undisputed Era, Faction Warfare. If you're a pro wrestling fan and you're not here for Faction Warfare, then you and I have very separate tastes, but I'm not here to shame anybody for their preferences. I just grew up a fan of NWO versus WCW and Wyatt's versus Shield at Elimination Chamber. Happens to be one of my top five favorite matches. So I am absolutely here for Imperium versus Undisputed Era. NXT Women's Championship up for grabs in a familiar rivalry in the NXT UK scene. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Lots of builds in the NXT Women's Division, no matter what side of the ocean you happen to be. Phil, Finn Bauer versus Ilya Dragunov. There is going to be one hell of a stacked card this weekend, but this is one of those dark horse matches that has the potential to be match of Royal Rumble weekend. Balor bringing it back to his NXT and New Japan roots in a matter of sorts. The Prince brings it to the Moscow Mauler, and if you have not watched Ilya Dragunov, go out of your way 
to watch this guy's intensity. He took it to Cesaro at NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Ilya brought it that night, won me over with that match with Cesaro, and I've been trying to keep up with him on NXT UK as much as I possibly can, including another Faction Warfare-related angle on NXT TV, Gallus featuring Ilya Dragunov versus Imperium storming at each other a couple of weeks prior to NXT TakeOver Blackpool 2. Great cruiserweight action building. I'm going to get to that. I'll cover the whole entire World's Collide card with some predictions at the end. Let's jump to NXT TV. Titles change when Worlds Collide. If there's one thing that I've learned from watching this this past couple editions of NXT and NXT UK, respectively, Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong, one hell of a match, as I will continue to tout throughout this entire episode. But let's get into the opening of the January 22nd edition of NXT TV, Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the grizzled young veterans of Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson and James Drake. Big fan of James Drake's hair. I think it's on AJ Styles' levels. Not as much of a fan of his attitude and especially not Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson does not make it difficult for you to dislike him. Liverpool's number one in your face about it gave Pete Dunne one hell of a series of matches for the UK Championship. Zach Gibson is one to watch in in-ring ability, but the attitude leaves much to be desired. Undisputed Era rolling. Prophecy, at this point in the show, fulfilled. Draped in gold across the board, and now going after becoming two-time Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic finalists and eventually winners. Undisputed Era, one hell of a resume written in 2019, 2020, bit of a rough start in the form first of James Drake and Zach Gibson. This match, an absolute slugfest, a tag team clinic. Undisputed Era, yes, the longer running team through many different circuits, but James Drake and Zach Gibson have been bracket breakers. Remember, the inaugural NXT UK Tag Team Championship Tournament, they beat Mustache Mountain in the finals to become the first NXT UK Tag Team Championships. I know, watching back, I sure as hell did not expect that. Gave me a lot of faith to expect the unexpected when it comes to the grizzled young veterans. Absolute aggression and calculated offense on each side. Undisputed Era, so much knowledge. They're always in sync. The guys know where each other are through every single second of a matchup. James Drake... And Zach Gibson, a little more cunning, a little bit behind the referee's back in their tactics. A lot of outside-the-ring offense. Gibson making great use of the ringside barricades to end this one. Loved it. Drake nearly immobilized at his knee. But these, these young veterans are grizzled and they're gritty. Not an ounce of give by Gibson or Drake. Could speak to the undeniable chemistry of Undisputed Era all episode. All was looking up for Undisputed Era this match. And then you hear the Imperium March. That mid-match music hit for Imperium. A lot of Jaws-like 
theme. And there lies the form of four sharks, Walter, Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel. They look up just as things are looking up for them in the match at the crow's nest where Imperium stares intensely. However, the distraction and the mind warfare going into Worlds Collide, Gibson will take advantage of the bad blood between Undisputed Era and Imperium making use of that barricade that I just mentioned, and a ticket to Mayhem. And yes, I'm stealing directly from Moro, but I did think of this as soon as that finisher hit. The ticket to Mayhem means a ticket to the Dusty Classic Finals for GYV. Gibson and Drake breaking another bracket. These two are impressive. Able to take advantage of the impending storm brewing between Imperium and Undisputed Era. Could this be a sign of things to come for the Undisputed Era? Things are just not looking up for them this edition of NXT TV. Of course, more to speak on that at the main event time. But women's division, the highly acclaimed NXT women's division, has two of its finest representatives. Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Just that kind of match announcement that, that you start sweating and get dehydrated. When you hear such news hit your, your ears that Io Shirai and Tony Storm are taking on one-on-one a May Young Classic rematch happening on NXT TV. Speaking to that dehydration I just spoke on. Great back and forth in this matchup. Just the most calculated strikes by Io Shirai. Io Shirai, knowing that she faces, while not much of a larger opponent, a larger opponent nonetheless, which is a position that Io Shirai is used to and has adapted to, being the genius of the sky and chopping down and finding weak points in her usually larger opponents. Tony Storm, former NXT UK Women's Champion, Looking to be the second woman to hold both after Rhea Ripley as she faces Rhea Ripley. Looking to build some hell of a momentum with another great contender for the NXT Championship, Io Shirai. Belair would spoil Storm's hopes of this mentioned momentum. And Io, Rhea, Tony, and Bianca will go at it. Ending this one. Pause and phrasing on that maybe. But this would leave Tony Storm standing tall with eyes and hands on that NXT championship. Now let's cover that. Let's cover the lack of the use of NXT women's in that last segment, shall we? News reports are saying, I know my first source on this was Fightful.com. Shout out to knowledgeable group of guys. Can't trust many wrestling journalists out there, but definitely one source that I go out of my way to read their articles because Sean knows their stuff. They're endorsed by my good buddy and takeover pre-show co-host at times, Mr. Warren Hayes. So I tend to listen to Fightful. And women's was dropped from NXT Women's Championship. But how are they going to tell the difference? You're going to tell the difference by context clues. Because if you're watching this, you should be smart enough to know that if they're speaking about certain contenders... It's for the top of the mountain in the women's division. 
If Adam Cole is preaching at an opponent, it means the NXT World Championship. If we're going to throw a middle word in between NXT championships, the world and the women's. If somebody out there needs to think of it that way, you're welcome. I'm here to help. But dropping one word and making it even across the board and in some twist and turn of equality, which I could definitely see coming out of this, and treating each division division's championship with next to, if not equal, importance is fine. NXT's talent pool is big enough for that. NXT's women's division is arguably the best thing on WWE programming, so they can have a title missing a word if it associates with higher prestige. At this time of recording, Adam Cole is the NXT champion. The leader of the greatest faction is leader of this brand. Whoever he calls out is going to be a competent and strong male opponent, which seems to be Tommaso Ciampa at this point. There's the context clue. So NXT championships for all. And I'm fine with that. I don't know why any sort of controversy and... Oh, because I was reading things on Twitter. That's why. Anyway, let's talk about something that's more noteworthy, and that is Finn Bauer. Finn Bauer heading towards his intense matchup with Ilya Dragunov at Worlds Collide, will go through Joaquin Wilde. Joaquin Wilde going through a hell of a lot in his life, competing in the breakout tournament. Impressive. Not sure what's up with the helmet, but it's back. The alien-shaped helmet that looks like it was doused with Predator armor on Joaquin Wilde's head. A lot of EDM influence, lots of DJ influence, according to commentary. So I get it. Just what associates when I see that piece of particular headwear. And Finn Bauer would make short work of Wilds. I don't believe it's going to turn out the same way against the, against the Moscow Mauler. But this was a message from Finn Bauer. This was the shot from the guns of the prince. When you come at Finn, you better not miss. Intense words from Finn, a message sent to Dragunov through Joaquin Wilde. Going back to women's action, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler making the unexpected stay. Can't really call it a return, right? The unexpected stay in NXT competing in the number one contenders battle royal to be eliminated by Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart, one hell of a talent, one great look, and some innovative offense behind her as well. Shotzi Blackheart was one to watch in the women's talent on the independent circuit before signing to NXT. I followed up with such, and I was a fan right away. But Shayna Baszler is the reality of this division, whereas Rhea Ripley claims to be this nightmare. Shotzi Blackheart will find out the hard way, and the backstage promo by Shayna and the in-ring stylings of Baszler definitely paralleled each other here. Very dismissive attitude by Shayna to start this matchup. The grapple advantage and the submission tacticianship and magicianship obviously belonging to Shayna Baszler. Shotzi would have to pull out some speed and something unorthodox to get the Queen of Spades to backtrack here. 
maybe catching Shayna Baszler without the championship. You don't see Shayna Baszler with a lack of confidence, if at all, ever. But maybe coming off of a loss to Rhea Ripley could have been a good and ideal time for Shotzi Blackheart to strike. And maybe that's exactly what happened during this battle royal. But you get Shayna Baszler one-on-one without the chaos and without what's up for grabs. And when she's focused 100% on one opponent across the ring from her, you are going to get a completely different experience when you face the Queen of Spades. This is not to say that Shotzi didn't have a lot to offer this match. Gaining momentary advantage. How about a sliced bread on the apron? What a move. What a dangerous looking maneuver. Great stuff by Shotzi Blackheart. Really resilient in the Kirifuda clutch. The clutch would be caught mid-air senton and Shayna promising to tap, nap, or snap. Shotzi Blackheart lasting as long as she could in that clutch. Shotzi tapping. It is not released. This does not just happen bell to bell. This happened bell to bell and just a little bit afterwards. Shayna Baszler's killer instinct was another sent message to everyone in that back. Any woman looking to still step up to Shayna while she's here on NXT, you'd better walk with with some really... You better walk with caution. You better tread lightly because Shayna Baszler, she hasn't lost a step. She lost her title, but she has not lost her step in between those ropes. Something that was lost... Just outside of those ropes was a friendship at NXT TakeOver War Games. And that was Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai's friendship. Tegan Knox going into excruciating detail of just the kind of closeness and friendship that this team kick had, each recovering from knee injuries, from significant surgeries to being by each other's side, to getting the chance to compete at a TakeOver event together. To be as close as possible to competing as a team. Literal closeness as well if you count the proximity of that cage sitting at ringside. But one of the most shocking betrayals in NXT's recent history, especially in the women's division, Dakota Kai turning on her former friends and her entire War Games team in the process. Dakota Kai debilitating Tegan Knox, taking her brace as this twisted trophy that she holds high during, before, doesn't matter what point of matches or not competing. Dakota Kai has that constant reminder that she took out her best friend until last week. Tegan Knox stepping up strong in that women's battle royal, looking to get that number one contendership. But Dakota Kai, listed to compete in that match, was playing to her own rules, did not compete, jumping Tegan Knox and taking her out of that match. Dakota Kai is on this twisted, sadistic, manipulative mindset that I, for one, and I'm sure I speak for many, did not expect that Dakota Kai had it in her. I... Healed Dakota Kai is still this wild concept to me, but it's been absolutely brilliant so far. From that assault, from what we found out 
through that assault, taking out Mia Yim to get to that initial assault on Tegan Knox. Walking around with this brace, using the assault onto Tegan Knox as her Titantron, just a matter of days after NXT Takeover War Games. All of this is brilliantly put on Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai's this rivalry has that DIY Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa former friends betrayal heat behind it, and I think we are in for something special in this women's division. DIY's breakup was such a significant story, it main evented over NXT championships. Women getting the chance to main event to take over again, if we can see this bad blood build through 2020. That's right, Colin. Knox and, Knox and Kai are capable of doing so. Let the chemistry build, let this rivalry and this story build as long as it possibly can. Make something significant outside of a title picture for this women's division, as great as this could shape up to be. And we are in for some unbelievable television. Cannot wait to see this match first go ahead next week. Another Cruiserweight, Cruiserweight Classic. Cruiserweight Classic, listen to where my head is at. That's because we will see former Cruiserweight Classic initial competitor Fabian Eichner team with Marcel Bartel and represent Imperium versus the Broserweights. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. I think I saved myself on calling the Dusty Classic the Cruiserweight Classic there. Sorry, folks. Gave my dog the, the scratching break and for his chance to... You done? Hey, you done? Good boy. Where were we? Broserweights and Imperium. The impeccable German and the Italian Dynamo? Italian Stallion? I don't know what we're calling Fabian Eichner. I will call him a former Evolve champion because that's exactly what he is. The unbelievable athleticism that he brings to the table. Imperium is the perfect blend of styles. The mat is sacred, the attitude is serious, and the tag team chemistry is there as well. A great battle between the Brozoweights and Imperium. Riddle and Dunn. The what has now become traditional role of for lack of a better term, a makeshift team in the tournament. Riddle and Dunn teaming together twice, but looking like they've been doing it for months. The well-oiled machine of Imperium had their hands full at this quickly building chemistry between Dunn and Riddle. The attitudes and personality kind of point to how are these guys possibly getting along? But their language as warriors is something completely different. Riddle and Dunn bringing that aggression, because take what you will about Matt Riddle's personality and the chill laid back. This guy fought in the UFC. This guy was undefeated before getting screwed over in a series of events that I don't feel like it's my point to get into. I would listen to his interview on the Edge and Christian Pot of Awesomeness to find all this out, because that's exactly what I did. Anyway, Riddle and Dunn are doing unbelievable things, just teaming together twice. Great showing so far in this Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The wild offense was on both sides. The tandem tacticianship was shared on the stage by both of them. However, it would come down to just a second when Dunn and Riddle would be able to take advantage, hitting a knee and step-up strike 
at the same exact time on the sides of the head of Fabian Eichner. One, two, three. Riddle and Dunn versus Gibson and Drake is the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Final. One of the biggest surprises here, and no, it was not the post-match promo with the joint manipulation triggering exchange, and while Matt Riddle's heads was in the clouds, Dunn's was seriously set as it always is, Dunn vowing victory for the Brozoweights and Gibson with the microphone. I've said it at the beginning, it does not make it difficult to dislike what Gibson has to say. Let him talk. Just let him talk. He'll get the booze real quick. He'll get booze on and shoes off. Will Zach Gibson cannot wait for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. Will the grizzled young veterans walk away with the trophy? Or will Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne continue this strange tradition of a makeshift tag team performing well and following in Finn Balor and Samoa Joe's footsteps of winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Cup. I got the dog scratching one minute. I got a fridge working on and off the, the next minute. I'm, I'm apologizing here, Team NXT. If there's any background noise going on, um, I'm real sorry that the selection of space to record this podcast is limited. I do share the same room with with a refrigerator, so these these things do happen. But with the projection of my voice, I'm hoping to overcome such difficulties to discuss the main events of January 22nd's NXT television. Roderick Strong putting the NXT's North American Championship up for grabs against the limitless Keith Lee. Keith Lee victorious in a fatal four-way between himself and... Dominic Dijakovic, Cameron Grimes, and Damian Priest, all four men worthy of stepping up to the Undisputed Era and Roderick Strong for this North American Championship. But nobody, WWE across the board, has had more momentum as of late than Keith Lee. That incredible rivalry with Dominic Dijakovic. The showing at Survivor Series for Team NXT. The Team NXT that was representing at WWE's pay-per-view event, not the Team NXT, listening to me discuss Keith Lee's momentum from becoming a member of the Team NXT that competed at WWE's pay-per-view event, which is not to be confused with, I'm, I'm kidding. Keith Lee carrying so much talent to back up why he has this momentum. Roderick Strong looking to retain and keep the prophecy in check. Undisputed Era stepping ringside to ensure such things. Incredible focus by Roderick Strong goes along with his incredible conditioning. Roddy focusing on the knee and the ankle. The knee of Lee was my initial take on this for the sake of rhyming, but it was more of an ankle-focused attack, which parallels the assault's with a steel chair last week, so I'm going to be anatomically correct rather than rhyme and get it wrong in my coverage here because that's the kind of fan-driven professional that I am. The focus on the ankle by Roderick Strong. Love a good lock apart in a steel cage, stomp it out, telling of a story. 
Lee would show this battle scar throughout this matchup. You take out the base of the larger opponent. Roderick Strong playing classic, chop down the tree here to attempt to retain his title. Lee won't be outpowered, but he might be outsmarted or outnumbered due to these conditions by the Undisputed Era. They surround the ring like a well-oiled machine and sharks do blood for Roddy. Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly have their eyes set on maintaining this prophecy, but Lee and his limitless potential would manage to overcome all. Yes, it was due to his speed. Yes, it was due to the fact that how can a man this size be so aerial and aerodynamic and so smooth in the ring? Lee brings that to the table, and that's what brought Lee to his first singles championship, overall championship in NXT. Keith Lee hits the Big Bang Catastrophe to Roderick Strong, and now we have the first domino to fall in the prophecy. Keith Lee is the new NXT North American Champion. Did not see this coming. Keith Lee, I did not think this would pay off for his showing so far. How excited I am for Keith Lee has been colliding with the thought that the prophecy is no longer intact. And I think that might be why I'm unable to accept that the prophecy is no longer intact because of how excited I am for Keith Lee. There's, there's a lot to process here. Undisputed Era, down one piece of gold to a very worthy challenger in the Limitless One, Keith Lee. Great match. Roderick Strong, unbelievable effort. Undisputed Era, doing exactly what they do best to ensure victory for one another. Lee was able to circumvent all of it and able to overcome Really, uh, don't think I've registered yet. It's clashing. These two unbelievable thoughts that the prophecy is over and Keith Lee is now a champion in NXT. It's giving me static, folks. Little clouded on the judgment here. Undisputed Era has lost a qualifying match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They lose their shot at the finals because of Imperium. Undisputed Era, attempting to keep their focus off of Imperium for this main event, are overcome by the efforts of Keith Lee to become NXT North American Champion and to take away that first title from the Undisputed Era this early into 2020. We saw the NXT year-end awards. We saw the entire year. Especially since, if I had to timestamp it, maybe October for the Undisputed Era. Particularly Adam Cole as North, as NXT Champion. Roddy having some great defenses with that North American Championship. But not the way you expect things to shape up to start 2020 for the most success, successful faction Say that five times fast in NXT history. 
So much to think about coming out of this week's edition of NXT television. What happens at Worlds Collide? I'm going to get to talking about NXT UK and get some predictions there, but this really changes the landscape and possibly the confidence, even dealing with such confident men as the Undisputed Era are. They still have two championships, and yet due to all of this promise that this prophecy had, You hear me, I'm reacting like it's the end of the world and like it all came crashing down because Keith Lee, of all people, who has had one hell of a year to end 2019 in his own right, wins his championship. That's how much of an even level these two stories are. That's how much promises in Keith Lee and how much NXT's most successful faction has proven in 2019. The shock to the system turn that it has taken in 2020. Just something to mull over. What will happen at Worlds Collide when they are faced with the ring general, Alexander Wolf, and Eichner and Bartel again? Both teams coming off of losses in this tag team classic. Both with championship hardware on their shoulders but Undisputed Era down one piece do they lose anything going into this matchup does it make it all the more important for Undisputed Era to walk out with a win the answer to that one is yes but Imperium has such leadership and such a bond behind it that really any one of these two factions could kick off 2020 with a huge win when Worlds Collide comes around. And Imperium knows that. Jumping into January's 23rd edition of NXT UK, Imperium being granted a new NXT UK championship to Walter. Now, of course, it's on NXT UK brand, so it's a beautiful title. Great piece of hardware. Nice red accented in the middle for NXT UK. That was the one major difference I did notice. It's still a beautiful championship. Might be might be a little bit more. I, I know that the... Uh, well, it, it feels weird to call it an old model. The former model, I guess, I guess dates it a, a, little, a little less, maybe. The former title model didn't have as much of this shape to it. It's kind of cut a little bit more like the WWE heavyweight and universal championships the rigid edges pentagon shaped part at least i think i'm getting my geography right on that one by calling that a pentagon walter carrying another title with pride it really doesn't matter what it looks like though the ring general has a statement as nxt uk champion and before i get into what walter said well walter said it's personal and that undisputed era is facing a war with men who are doing what they love for the sport that they love. The mat is sacred, and they are going to teach that lesson to Undisputed Era the hard way. That covers the Imperium promo. It is now settled that not just title changes for the NXT Women's Division, not just title changes meaning changes hands, but an NXT UK title change, changing model, and not just model, But we finally have 
an established name. If you are one of my former, previous, growing with me listeners, you have heard me flip, flip back and forth between the WWE UK Championship as it was rightfully called or felt rightfully called based on commentary and NXT UK Championship because that's what it feels like based on what you watch it on and what brand it's under and what banner it's under and just the atmosphere that it's always in. You know, all the trivial facts that you call the title based on the brands that is most frequently frequented on. NXT UK Championship. Heard Johnny Saints say Johnny Saints say it. Heard Walter say it. It's settled. The NXT UK Championship. Almost feels like the start of a new legacy. Because it feels like the age of Imperium under Walter's leadership. Again, cannot wait for faction warfare this Saturday between Imperium and the Undisputed Era. Another featured Worlds Collide matchup we will have is the Cruiserweight Championship being defended. Angel Garza, we know, stepping in there already with Isaiah Swerve Scott. But two NXT UK talents would be settled and found out tonight to round out this fatal four-way. Or is it square off this fatal four-way, considering the four sides? For those of you still listening after that, the first qualifying match for this fatal four-way would be Jordan Devlin taking on Ligero. Ligero, the luchador of NXT UK, has had quite the series of matches with another man we will see later take on the Brian Kendrick, the Kiwi buzzsaw Travis Banks, and Ligero. I'll binge two or three episodes of NXT UK at a clip on the weekends, usually. Usually it's not part of the featured arsenal, but with Worlds Collide around the corner, it does feel necessary to cover. I've watched Ligero versus Travis Banks in one sitting happen at least twice. One of those times, well yeah, one of those times included a triple threat match with Joseph Connors. Another one looking to prove that he is takeover worthy. Maybe not directly influence line taking uh, taking Worlds Collide into account. Not technically under the NXT TakeOver umbrella, but has the same big fight feel. And the Cruiserweight Championship being featured gives the 205 Live division a big fight feel. Being defended across NXT, getting that dedicated fan base behind them is definitely smart. You listen to my rants in the past, you know that I do feel that 205 Live should be recorded before SmackDown, taking away a little bit of the live factor, but you could still air it Tuesday, so it's not that far behind. Or, you bring it to Full Sail, have it be that Full Sail featured show second time. You could even alternate back and forth if we're going to keep the Cruiserweight Championship under both umbrellas of NXT. Have a couple matches in front of a UK crowd. Let that match get some of these talent over by their reaction, because nothing like a UK crowd, it is my goal to be involved in that chanting scenery at some point in my life. Give either one of those crowds a shot, and let's see where this division can step up to this year. Devlin and Logaro displaying the importance of this this evening. Devlin coming off that incredible matchup one-on-one with Tyler Bate at TakeOver Blackpool 2. Cannot speak to that one enough. Devlin looking to build momentum in the form of a title opportunity is successful over Ligero. Devlin's impressive record 
which I was unaware. You learn something new every time you turn into a show that you don't frequent as much as you would like to. Jordan Devlin's record against Legero is quite good. Still undefeated, Devlin joins Swerve, ends Garza in this fatal four-way. I'll get to the Brian Kendrick versus Travis Banks. Just want to cover a couple other bases here. Another match to be featured at Worlds Collide is Kaylee Ray taking on Mia Yim. Two women who met in the War Games structure, who almost met in the War Games structure. The women who were set to meet in the War Games structure. Let's fully complete and correct myself on that one. Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. The HBIC versus the Scary Queen of Scots. Yim and Ray already with history on NXT television. When the Worlds, the Worlds Collide War Games advantage was given to Team Shayna due to the interference of Kaylee Ray pushing Mia Yim off a ladder. That was the infamous night that we learned that Mia Yim has a bad relationship with ladders, taking one in the face at the hands of Io Shirai, crashing from the top of one to one at ringside right through it. Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray is going to be one hard-hitting matchup. Really, really hope there's no ladders at ringside. Maybe one comes into play. Nah, probably. Probably not. But Kaylee Ray vowing that Mia Yim is just another statistic come Worlds Collide after a successful title defense against Tony Storm and Piper Niven. I'm very interested to see this this very unexpected matchup. Uh, Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray. Maybe Mia Yim is able to earn herself a victory and a trip across the pond to compete for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Lots of lots of doors could be kicked wide open come these cross-brand title matchups or championships, champions versus possible contenders in Houston on Saturday. Speaking more to Imperium, Southwell's subculture taunting Imperium after this abrupt inter- well, this scheduled interview and br- with Kaylee Ray and abrupt appearance by Imperium. Southwell subculture Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster would taunt Imperium as former NXT UK tag team champions, waving the accomplishment that Imperium is still yet to achieve on this brand is the tag team championship. Love Mark Andrews, my number one favorite talent on this brand. Him and Flash Morgan Webster doing everything freaking possible to impress during that fatal four-way ladder match and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic tournament match against the Broserweights, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are making a significant fan in my eyes right now. Stepping to Imperium could be a huge mistake. We will see Wolf, Eichner, and Bartel take on Andrews, Webster, and a partner of their choosing on the January 30th edition of NXT UK. Wrapping things up though, Josh Morell with a fan of the one fall. The man made his entrance like he was zooming to get down to ringside to point his finger up in the air just as the announcer was screaming one fall and calling for it from the crowd. 
So that aspect, that won me over. And then Josh Moreau showed me his aerial capabilities and athleticism. Josh Moreau, one hell of an impressive performance. But he was taking on Ilya Dragunov this evening. Or this afternoon, technically. This evening for you UK folks. I am recording this at around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. All right. Josh Moreau, intensity, better not miss attitude by Ilya Dragunov. Just too much for this promising talent to overcome. Ilya Dragunov, the focus in his eyes, the absolute aggression that we know this matchup will feature. Dragunov versus Balor. Said it before, potential to be match of Royal Rumble weekend. After Ilya's successful matchup against Mr. Morel, Joe Coffey and the rest of Gallus would step up to the Moscow Mauler. And Joe Coffey, with a fire promo for Ilya, he did not forget what Ilya did in the process of costing him the NXT UK Championship at the hands of Walter due to interference by both Alexander Wolf and Ilya Dragunov, who had that stemming rivalry which caused Dragunov to back up Gallus just a matter of weeks ago. And Joe Coffey didn't forget this. He appreciated what Dragunov did to stand up to Imperium. But costing the, the Iron King his crown for his kingdom? That's a mistake that will not be forgiven. So Joe Coffey promises, after Dragunov is done defending their brand and his kingdom, the Irish Prince to the Iron King is what the future looks like for Ilya Dragunov. Great promo by Joe Coffey, calling off Gallus one-on-one. It was civilized, but it was threatening. Great stuff by Coffey and Dragunov. Wrapping up NXT UK discussion, Travis Banks, the Kiwi buzzsaw, takes on the Brian Kendrick. Travis Banks earned himself the opportunity to round out or square off that fatal four-way for the Cruiserweight Championship, but he did it while paying a price in the process. Banks' hand and his fingers would be obliterated by Brian Kendrick, slamming on the steps, kicking the fingers between the steps, possibly breaking something. Kendrick, with intensity in his eyes, looking to earn that final spot. But Travis Banks, through resilience, through his feet, and his martial arts style, very similar backgrounds in the world of combat sports do Travis Banks and I share. So Banks has a fan in my eyes. Great showing, great selling by Banks, this hand injury. Brian Kendrick calling a great matchup. The veteran is featured on all three of these brands for a reason. 205 NXT, NXT UK. Brian Kendrick is going to bring a great match and he's going to bring out the best in his opponents in the process. And that's why Brian Kendrick is such a significant piece of WWE right now. That's why when he's trained by the best, like he was by Shawn Michaels, the work he did with Ronda Rousey is paying off. The work he's doing with countless talents since the Cruiserweight Classic and his return across NXT and NXT UK and 205 Live has been incredible. 
a man trained by Shawn Michaels who has such impact on the brand that he's currently wrestling for, earns himself, in my eyes, a trainer opportunity in his future. Because Kendrick is already building this brand between the ropes. Can only imagine what potential he has in a coaching capacity. All the respect in the world to Brian Kendrick. Talking about the winner of this match, Travis Banks. Travis Banks, one hell of a talent. Featured in a great match against Doam Dar at TakeOver. In the past, Travis Banks is a such highly talented competitor. But let's kick, let's kick off the, the Worlds Collide predictions now. And let's start with this match. Why not? Wrapped up both episodes. Let's get right into the right into the predictions here. Angel Garza defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks. What a fatal four-way. What promise and potential this match has. I'm gonna try and be diplomatic, I think, with predictions, unless it's you know, a triple threat match or an elimination chamber or some wide based free for all. I think if I if I vote two talents given the world's collide scenario and uh, still get myself fifty fifty odds here, I'm gonna have to pick an Angel Garza retention, still walking out of Houston as Cruiserweight champion, or Prince Prospect. Yeah, Prince Prospect. I like that. Prince Prospect, trained by Finn Bauer, in case that didn't sink in yet. Jordan Devlin walks out as the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And that would bring eyes on NXT UK. That would build Jordan Devlin. And really, it's deserved after that match he had with Tyler Bate. Strike while the iron is hot. Put the title on Devlin, bring some eyes to NXT UK, and the hidden gem of the WWE Network will be seen by more after Saturday just to watch Devlin wrestle. Just to see what a student of Finn Bauer can do. I think that will bring a lot of eyes to the brand and a lot of attention. And I think that's what Worlds Collide is going to do, and I really hope it succeeds in doing so. After TakeOver Blackpool, right before those few weeks, binge-worthy episodes of NXT television. This week, going out of my way to cover NXT UK because of this Worlds Collide. That's the kind of impact it's having. Then again, I'm NXT obsessed, and I'm sitting here talking to my dog and you guys behind a microphone by myself just to talk about the hottest one-two punch brands in wrestling right now. So that's just that's just the kind of dedication here, and that's the kind of promise that I can see carrying over after Worlds Collide. I think Garza walks out champion, or Jordan Devlin becomes the new Cruiserweight champion and could bring more eyes to this brand in the process. Kaylee Ray versus Mia Yim. I don't see things slowing down for Kaylee Ray. Mia Yim, always hard to root against. Always repping the Wu-Tang Clan. Bringing you this episode. From Carmelo's Kayfabe Kingdom in Shaolin, New York. Hard to root against Mia Yim. Gonna have to predict against her at this point though. Kaylee Ray proving too much as the champion. Too much on the line. As far. But they're both. They're they're not strangers. They're not strangers here. 
The history was mentioned before. That ladder match for War Games advantage. Yim has a lot of redemption. There's a lot set in Yim's eyes on Kaylee Ray. But Kaylee's a champion. Kaylee's a fighting champion, and Kaylee is a crafty champion. I think that there's scary odds that the scary Queen of Scots walks out with a victory on what I'm assuming is the World's Collide kickoff show. And that's that's what uh that's what the source where I'm getting this card from is is telling me. Moving on, tag team action, the most anticipated tag team action. The video packages on NXT television make you wonder who's cutting onions in the same room or if you're allergic to great video packages of DIY. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano accepting the challenge of Tyler Bate and Trent Seven of Mustache Mountain one more time for old time's sake. Glorious bombs for all. Maybe? I mean, I feel like a DIY reunion wouldn't be complete without at least one one glorious bomb. Just just a thought. Anyway, a dream match. A dream card. Two former sets of NXT Tag Team Champions. The best that NXT UK has to offer. And the best, not just team, but members of the best rivalry that NXT has brought us. Back on the same page. Cannot root against DIY going into a momentum. Tyler Bates successful at TakeOver Blackpool 2. Trent Seven unsuccessful at TakeOver Blackpool 2. So the momentum with Mustache Mountain could go either way. But I don't see DIY not walking out victorious. I do think that they deserve the honors bringing this reunion to us fans. But one thing will be guaranteed... And that is another great tag team match out of the NXT universe. Finn Bauer versus Ilya Dragunov. Finn Bauer says when you're aiming at Finn, you better not miss. Will the Torpedo Moscow hit its mark on Saturday? Ilya stepping up to the Big stage to a WWE at one time main roster talent before this this heroic yet villainous return to NXT. To the brands that he built as longest reigning champion. I can't root against Finn. Number one, it's part of my fandom. Finn Bauer, one of my OG Guys of NXT. Man I've been a fan of since the days of being the inaugural Prince run in Japan. I think the bullets hit their mark before the torpedo does. But Dragunov stepped up to Cesaro and gave him one hell of a competition. He can do the same with Finn. There's one thing I can safely predict for both of these matches. Mustache Mountain and DIY and Dragunov versus Bauer. One thing that hell no further than that you could expect up and down this card is guaranteed great professional wrestling. But this match t- just to drive this point home one more time, dark horse for match of Royal Rumble weekend. But I think the victory goes to Finn Bauer on this one. 
Back to the women's action. Rhea Ripley, defending champion, versus Tony Storm. Tony Storm has a history of victory over Rhea Ripley. But this is a Rhea Ripley that we've seen now as both NXT UK Women's Champion and as NXT Champion of the Women's Division. Gonna have to get used to that. Um, NXT UK Women's Champion didn't change, but NXT Women's Championship changed to NXT Championship in the contender context that I ranted on just earlier that I'm sure you don't want to go back and relive, so let's get to the prediction. Rhea Ripley finally overcomes her former rival and is victorious against Tony Storm. Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Give me that matchup again. Keep Tony Storm in contention for the NXT Championship. That's fine. I don't think this is the first or last time we will see this matchup. But Rhea Ripley will continue. And she will be the one to face Bianca Belair. Come take over Portland. And that will start by beating Tony Storm on Saturday at Worlds Collide. And I believe, yes, last but certainly not least, undisputed errors. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly take on Imperium. Alexander Wolfe, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and the Ring General, the NXT UK Champion, Volter. First match announced, and ever since, it's been the most anticipated in my book. Uh, let's give or take with, with the DIY anxious announcement. But Faction Warfare. Faction freaking Warfare. Eight incredible talents who can stand on their own with what they can do in that ring. Abian, Abian, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, a well-oiled tag team machine, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly bringing that same juice. Roderick Strong, his unbelievable cardio. Alexander Wolf, the hatchet man and his in-your-face ring style. The ring general, Walter, the mat is sacred. The high regard that he holds for pro wrestling and the powerhouse that he is goes against the cunning and the crafty and the leadership skills of Adam Cole, baby. NXT champion, NXT UK champion, leading their respective men into battle. And this has such a long build and a long-winded introduction because as I'm speaking, I cannot predict a winner. But going with my gut, I'm going to have to say in shock, Imperium. Because I'm sensing this pattern here. Because Undisputed Era's stock just seems to have declined so much. It cannot help but cast at least a shadow and a sliver of doubt at the chances of facing Imperium. Imperium are in the heads of Undisputed Era right now. They cost them from the Crow's Nest advancement in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. Undisputed Era losing a block of the prophecy to the hands of Keith Lee in the North American Championship. Imperium is standing tall 
and speaking confidently. On the microphone while holding a new NXT UK championship model, speaking in German and Italian and whatever else have you, no matter what, there's confidence behind the words, no matter what language it is in, in the face of the NXT crowd, in the face of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, in the intensity that we saw ends the episode on January 22nd of NXT television. They're bringing an intensity from both sides. But Imperium just seems to be on another level at this point in time as of the recording of this podcast than the Undisputed Era does. And I'm not rooting against or for anybody. I'm watching it for the sake of faction warfare. But I'm doing the show here. I'm doing a prediction show. And you gotta go with your gut sometimes. And that's just what my gut is telling me. Imperium is on the rise. Undisputed Era might be falling. I'm not in, I'm not inferring a breakup because that's the last thing I want mentioned. I want all the mentions and the conversation to happen at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. I'm not saying there's an inevitability of more tension and dissension and a falling out if the era's winning ways don't pick up. But you can't help but the, the chances of them losing to another capable faction are definitely out there. And we will find out if it will be this Saturday at Worlds Collide. No matter what happens for a UK crowd, it will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. And good thing it's on a Saturday, because for the NXT UK, UK local crowd, it will be 12 a.m. Midnight Sunday. I... I can't help but give all the credit in the world for what UK fans do for pro wrestling. The time difference is admirable. The sacrifice of sleep that you guys make is remarkable. And I hope that your Sunday is restful after the surefire events Worlds Collide is going to be. Please be on the lookout for Twitter prediction polls because it's not technically a takeover but is a big time Saturday event in the universe that is NXT follow at podcast underscore UF and please give me your votes coming up this weekend stay tuned for all the live tweeting conversation happening shout out to other NXT based podcasts out there next stop Wednesday night wallop who got next try and listen to each and every one of us prior to the incredible events on Saturday. Listen to us the day after to see what we thought and what the events, compare those conversations side by side. Do what you want. Just keep supporting NXT-specific podcasts. And please, because one of the NXT OGs is telling you to do so. Follow the show at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. Going to match up an Instagram post to sync along with the new episode edition announcements. That will accompany this one. Uh, got a couple picture ideas floating up there. Got a dog picture or two I want to post. So go ahead, follow us. Follow me on the gram. Because it's a brand to build. And I'm going to try and get you guys uh, some more social media interaction. Got to find that work-life human podcasting balance that I 
spoke to in the manic and anarchaic environment that was last week's edition of the UFP show about the NXT show. What else? Uh, give the Facebook page a like. It's my least favorite form and use of social media. I mostly post memes and uh, that's on my personal account. Don't really account for the accounts of the podcast. Got to uh, got to step up the game in that. But if you've been listening, as long as I hope some of you have been, that is not the first or last time you will hear me say those exact words. No matter how, where, when you are listening to me, I thank you on whatever platform you choose. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, if I could still say that as a thing. Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, my personal preferred platform of podcasts. I love the Stitcher layout. I love the additions that it's able to bring. Uh, Stitcher Premium, not something that I personally subscribe to, but ad-free options on some bigger name brand podcasts out there. I think that's a brilliant addition for the platform. The build the playlist option is remarkable for when you just want to binge some podcasts and not have to worry about personal selections. Really admire the interface. Being one who uses an Android, Stitcher is my preferred platform. Got to see what's going on with Spotify. I do have Spotify on my own phone, but I haven't checked to make sure that my show is is up there, which I did attempt to when they were first applying podcasts to the platform. Perhaps I need to reapply, and I'll hopefully be able to take care of that between now and Saturday. But this coming weekend, enjoy this weekend. Worlds Collide, Royal Rumble. Shout out to everyone at the Comedians of Wrestling podcast, whose pool I am in for this Royal Rumble event. God. Gotta love a great weekend for wrestling. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are looking forward to it as much as I am. No matter where in the world you are watching Worlds Collide, support NXT, support NXT UK. Enjoy the Royal Rumble. It's an open landscape as far as I'm concerned as to who can win either the men's or women's Royal Rumble matches. Thank you for listening to this show. I'm CD, Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice for NXT coverage, the UFP show, all about the NXT show, episode 107, coming to a close. Have a great Royal Rumble weekend, Team NXT, and I will talk to you next time.